You're listening to Pack Dynamics, a Fandom on the Rocks podcast. Hello, welcome to the next episode of Pack Dynamics. I am Emily. And I'm Allison. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for listening. This is season one, episode 11, the penultimate episode of Teen Wolf. Penultimate? 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 I think, yeah. I know that's a word. I'm just not entirely sure of what word that is. I think it's... it's the- second to last yeah i think it's penultimate i think penultimate yeah (laughs) let's put another t in there who cares whatever last but one in a series of things that is a stupid last but one in a series of things all right fucking chill technically this is last but one of episodes in season one they are correct although their words are a little snooty last but one (laughs) That sounds very, like, prophecy-related. We got some episodes to go before we get into that shit, so. It's true. We got time. We got time. All right, yes. The, <laughs> it's gonna be stuck in my head all day. Last but Last one. one. Yes, this is season one, episode 11, Formality. Great play on words because it's the winter formal. When Scott isn't allowed to attend the winter formal, he forces Jackson to take Allison. When disaster strikes, however, Scott is forced to reveal his other self. This episode aired August 8th, 2011. Nothing like a winter dance in the middle of August. Yeah, I really appreciate the audacity of that calendar planning. (laughs) They were like, fuck it. I really appreciate it. (laughs) Let's put on, that's why everyone's dresses were so short. It was August. It was August, yeah. Like, we're not even going to pretend that it's Northern California in the winter. No, absolutely not. Screw it. Absolutely not. Yeah, we're so close to the end here. We are. Things are things are ramping up. It's very exciting. Quite a lot happening. So we should just dive right in. Yeah. With poor Allison trying to reconcile with what she just witnessed her aunt doing to a person. Having her first mental breakdown of so many mental breakdowns that she'll have yes. throughout the course of this of the series. Yes. Driving somewhere in her car remembering Kate Arjun electrocuting Derek. In With his... like the shoddiest electric job I've ever seen. That electric yes. work is just like sparking everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like Catherine. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's psychopathic hunter, not a trained electrician. OSHA does not approve. No, OSHA does not approve. Neither yeah. with the torture nor with the state of that electric work. No, no, no. Yeah, so, you know, obviously Allison had some questions about what Derek is, and Kate says, shapeshifter, a lycanthrope, werewolf. And I did have a a point of contention here because a shapeshifter and a werewolf are two different things. So Yeah, technically, that is true. Technically, they are are shapeshifters, but not all shapeshifters are werewolves. Exactly. And then Kate has the audacity to say, to me, he's just another dumb animal. How dare you? Kate has a lot of really excellent, like, Kate lines in this particular scene. Now, I like to say that two things can be true at once. She has, in fact, strung up and is electrocuting my firstborn son, Derek Hale. And I have a lot of issues about that. Yeah, it's bad. secondly, I really do just love Kate Arjun as a character. I think she is so interesting. Is she good? 100% no. Do I enjoy watching her? Most of the time. But I just find her so interesting. I really, really do. So who hurt her, her? Like, really stick with me. Mm-hmm. I just want to know who hurt her. Her father? Yeah. Well, we'll get to him. We'll get to him, but like, it's her daddy. It's just daddy issues it's just abound. Daddy issues everywhere. Yeah. Don't force your jobs and your dreams on your children. No. Which did just make me think of Varsity Blues. (laughs) I don't want your life. So she's got a couple of really excellent lines. While Allison is trying so hard to be a grown-up here, she's trying to be an adult and ask thoughtful adult conversations with under, like, while watching someone who she has met on more than one occasion be actively tortured. Allison's asking questions of Kate, and Kate goes, come on, kiddo, don't get all ethical on me now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oof. At least she acknowledges that this is not ethical. Sweetheart, there are werewolves running around. Everything's a joke to me. How else mm-hmm. do you think I stay sane? Irony, because she's not. But um, ching. She's like showing him off like a prized dog. She's like showing off his fangs. It's like at the yeah. dog show, but the worst version of the dog show. Yeah, it's terrible. It's surprising. Yeah. Ugh. I imagine a scene like this could be so much worse. Oh, yeah. 
Can you imagine like this scene in Game of Thrones? Yes, I can. Or this scene in Sex and the City? Absolutely. Just like a little bit different each time. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a little more naked, a little more graphic, a little more gross. A little more gore, a little more like fluids. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Kate also explains to Allison that there are three types of wolves, or there are three wolves running around. There's another beta and the alpha, the pack leader. And I will give it to her. She is right about it being like the bigger, uglier one. Yes. <laughs> She's not wrong there. She's not wrong, but you know, you have to imagine the wolves don't see each other as uglier. I imagine they see Peter's alpha form as uglier, but that's just, that's a different problem. (laughs) That's, that's a personality conflict. That's a singular alpha problem. We'll get much cuter alphas as the series progresses. Yeah. That's just because he's a bad man. Bad, bad man. And, you know, there's also the conversation about that the family doesn't think, the family is a capital T, capital F, you know, the family. Right. Doesn't think that Allison can really handle the truth of the family business, capital F, capital B, supernatural style. And the truth of, like, the real world. Because she's a sad, delicate, little pale creature of a girl. And there's that scene, because oh, she Kate takes Allison out of the hallway, and they're standing in the hallway, and Kate's talking. It's like, you know, I, what I see in you is natural talent. Like, I know you can do this. I believe in you. And it's moments like that that really strike me as juxtaposed to just a few minutes ago, where Allison's trying to ask all these big grown-up questions, trying to make up her own mind about the ethical nature of... Mm-hmm. Or werewolves people. Mm-hmm. They are, by the way. They're definitely people. They're people. <laughs> they're people. Let's just get that out of the way right now. Yeah, they're people. But in this moment where Kate is like, I believe in your powers. I know that you can do this. This is going to be one of your goals. You wanted to feel stronger and more powerful, right? Like, we're going to get there and you're going to help me do it. It's in that moment where Allison is immediately a kiddo mm-hmm. next to Kate. Allison loves Kate so much. It's so easy. I hate to use the word these days because it's so like utterly destroyed. It's so easy to groom someone. Yeah. Because Kate does it with Allison so quickly. Kate's behavior in this like theme through the season is predatory. Mm -hmm. And she is absolutely, you know, she's taking a pre-existing relationship and bending and shaping it towards different ends that Allison may have intended. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like offering a choice that's not really a choice. Right. It's like you can go back and do whatever or you can hang out with me and be like me and be better and be cooler and whatever. You can go on with your life and just act like everything's normal. No, you can't. No, you can't. Hey, I've completely upended your entire life and told you that the supernatural actually exists. But just go back to school. It's fine. You can do that. No, No, you can't. You absolutely cannot. No. But it's I see them, those two in the hallway, and Allison is really like physically like looking up at Kate. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it, you're reminded again and again and again of how hard they've hit, you know, that's my dad's sister, but she's really my sister. Mm-hmm. How much Allison loves Kate and how much she trusts Kate. And that was her mistake. It is her mistake, but it really helps to kind of lay a foundation for what happens in the rest of the season and for what happens throughout season two Mm -hmm. is, you know, we all see Kate as clearly just bad, 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 big, bad, scary, bad bad guy, the bad guy, T-B-G, the bad guy. Mm -hmm. But Allison doesn't. Mm -hmm. Allison loves Kate. And to her credit, Kate loves Allison. Yeah, bad people can love too. Yeah, and she loves her in the only way that she really knows how. By teaching her how to hate other people. Yeah. Not saying it's good. The family business. It's what's on screen. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. So Allison is just driving home in a state, and she gets pulled over as she's having her very polite, like, ha, moment. Yeah. And she is pulled over by the sheriff, who's like, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. And Allison was driving 75 miles per hour. Yes, she was. In, in a, a 25. In a 25 construction zone. <laughs> that's a hefty ticket. That is a hefty ticket. But that's also like a he- like on a road that's designated 25 miles an hour, especially with the cones and like the darkness because it's like raining. Like, how did she not hurt herself or her car? Excellent hand-eye coordination seriously she must have just been like whew 
and she's begging the sheriff in this moment, like, you have to write me a ticket. Like, please write me a ticket. She is mm-hmm. trying once again so hard to kind of step into this, like, I'm going to be a grown-up. I'm going to be an adult. Aunt Kate thinks I'm an adult. I'm ready for this. I can handle this. Treat me like you would anybody else. Mm-hmm. Don't let me off the hook because I'm a young girl. Don't let me off the hook because I'm crying. Like, I'm a grown-up. I can handle yeah. it. When she very clearly can't. And the sheriff can see that she very clearly can't. Yeah. And that's like his son's friend. And he knew he was going to just be like, all right, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, for sure. Because at the end, he's like, you still want me to ride your ticket? And she's mm-hmm. like, oh. <laughs> And her repeatedly saying, this is not me. This is not me. Which is clearly going back to watching someone torture another person on yeah. a rack. Yeah. Like, that's, I can't, that's not me, that's not who I am, that's not who I want to be, but this is my family, that's someone I love. Oh, shit. Yeah. What am I stepping into with this family? Yeah. And what is my dad hiding? Like, what else are they doing? Yeah. And what else are they doing? And who else, you know, who else knows about this? Who else does this? Mm -hmm. You know. Clearly, dad does something. (sighs) Chris makes a lot of poor choices in this episode. (laughs) And I get really mad at him. This episode or this entire show? He makes better choices later on. He does. He makes some really bad choices in season one. He gets to pay for them in season two. And then Mm -hmm. he gets to pay for them again in season three. Yeah. And then he does better. It's growth. (laughs) Growth. Is it growth or or writing? We'll we'll have to to debate. (laughs) Yeah. It's, you know, are you coming back to who you were? And what does the, you know, because as as much as we're going to talk about the things that Kate's dad did to her and kind of like the life that he would have constructed for her we're gonna have that same conversation about Chris Mm -hmm. (laughs) and about the life that his father created for him and the ways that he will and will not do the same for his daughter yeah choices 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 it's a great family super cool but speaking of a great family Allie decides to go into her first Huntress montage. Ooh. Yes. I looked it up. That, it's it's a compound bow and arrow. In that horrible dark blue lighting. Yes. Well, it's, it's mood. It's so moody as she shoots arrows into Derek Hale's criminal <laughs> face sketch. This poor man. He's done nothing. He has done nothing. <laughs> poor dude. Poor man. My firstborn son. <laughs> Everyone around him has died. He has done absolutely nothing wrong in his life ever. (laughs) I know that, sweetie. He's been kind of a jerk, but like, same. (laughs) I am also kind of a jerk a lot of the time. I'm also kind of a jerk. None of us deserve this. (laughs) Well, we also have Scott and new BFF, Dr. Deaton. Yay. Their relationship, especially over the next few seasons, is just so sweet. Mm Mm-hmm. I really enjoy the Scott Deaton di- like relationship dichotomy. I love a mentor. I love a mentor. So Scott wakes up at the vet's clinic, you know, because he's been shot. Yeah. And, the uh, you know, the thing that just happened. Yeah. And Deaton has helped him with his. Do we know or does it was it proven that it was a Wolfsbane bullet? I think we just assumed it was. No, no Deaton I didn't think say. We- I think you see it. I think when Scott passes out in the woods, the bullet wound is smoking. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah, it's Deaton, like a purple smoke. Yeah, the purple smoke. And then Deaton pulls a bullet, pulls a shell out of Scott. He does. Yeah. So okay. It, we, we definitely assume that it was a Wolfsbane bullet. But we don't see Deaton do any Wolfsbane-y work no. on him. Okay. No. Yeah, yeah. But Deaton has obviously healed thy son. Unfortunately, Alpha Peter shows up to pick up what belongs to him. And then we get a lovely standoff between Dr. Deaton and Peter at the clinic with the most passive aggressive dialogue this show has seen in some time. So this is one of those things that when you watch it for the first time, probably doesn't bother you. Having watched this as many times as I have... I am embarrassed to say that the only thought I had about this particular scene was, are you telling me that Peter and or Deaton don't recognize each other? Mm-hmm. Are you trying to tell me that Peter Hale does <laughs> not recognize Alan Deaton and that Alan Deaton does not recognize Peter? You're, tell- you're trying to tell me that these two don't know each other? That they don't have a history? 
Listen, this is where I am sure the later lore around Dr. Deaton's responsibilities with the pack comes late is written later. It's so it like it's so it has to be projected because they could not know any of that right here. None mm-hmm. of it drives me unless they're like playing macho and being like, "Hey, you, hey, you, person, right?" Like unless they're just playing that they don't know each other. I yeah, I don't know, but I think all of the lore around not it's not even lore, just the history around Deaton comes is is written in later it's gotta be but yeah, yeah it's Deaton and Deaton and Peter have like a nice little standoff and we learn that Deaton has put some mountain ash in the counters because so you know werewolves well we do we know that yet do we yeah because Peter goes to touch the the counter and even though it doesn't like shock him or steam or make any noise, he goes, hmm. Right, but have we ash. seen have we seen the mountain ash get used before? Isn't this the first time? Because I think this is the first time that the mountain ash gets used as a protective barrier. It might be. Because I made him a little note. I was like, ooh, a lore alert. Lore alert, lore alert. Because Peach is like, ooh, mountain ash, that's an old one. And I'm pretty sure that this is the first use of it. As like a protective barrier. For, yeah, because uh, usually we get Mountain Ash from Deaton. And Styles. Yeah, but Styles would get it from Deaton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't kind of opened up that relationship yet. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the Argents use it. Mm-mm. No, I think this is the first time. Yeah, because we do a lot about Wolfsbane. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they talk about like a Mountain Ash arrow. Mm-mm. Not that I remember. So I think yeah, this is the first like... Ooh, a new thing that they have in their arsenal. Mountain Ash. Now, there's no explanation yet of what it's doing. He's just like, Mountain Ash, that's an old one. And he clearly can't approach any further. So, like, we'll come back to whatever the fuck this is. Yeah, we'll we'll come back to this, I'm sure. And then he throws a temper tantrum by throwing a chair, and Deaton doesn't even flinch. Duh, duh, duh. He's so cool. He's a badass. We like Deaton. We really do. But unfortunately, Peter is going to go after Allison to find Derek. Because he knows that she obviously knows where he is. He knows that she knows that he knows that we know that she knows that he knows. Somebody knows. Someone the knows something. Back. Someone knows something. The blob. Yeah. So yeah. we then, after Scott gets out of the hospital, we find him searching frantically for his telephone. This is like the third one he's lost in a few months. Yeah. Yeah. Poor kid. Yeah, I don't know. Does anyone know what his phone number is? Does he keep? Does he? Is he able to keep his phone number? Like, or does everyone just get texts from a rando going, "Hey, it's God again." How did it work in 2011? I don't remember. I don't remember, man. I've had the same phone number for 20 years. Yeah, let's not talk about it. I had to lose mine, and I'm very upset about it. Mm. Dude, but we I even have, have, we have a landline, so I miss my <laughs> landline. I really do. I love it. I have my note in here. Big circle of chaos. Scott to get to Derek, to get to Peter, to get to Allison, to use whatever. <laughs> yeah. Where someone, no, to get to someone, to do the thing, to do the, oh, who cares? It's a circle of chaos. And then we get some very excellent styles, season one quotes. Are you starting to see a pattern of violent behavior here? Yes. Could you, <laughs> could you at least think about letting him die for me? <sighs> no. I always like that one. No, Scott. No, Styles. No, I can't. No. Especially not for you, buddy. No. You'll come around. And then the only time I've ever cried in Teen Wolf ever. Nothing sad ever happens in this series ever. Never. Mm-mm. Nothing sad ever happens. But Was Scott, here's his mom coming home. And Melissa's calling Peter and leaving him a voicemail. And she's so, like, awkward about it because she knew that first date went awful. And she just wants to talk to him. And then she sits in her car and cries. I absolutely forgot that this happened. Oh, God. And I was like, oh, no. It hurts. Every time I get a little bit older and I rewatch this scene, it hits a little harder. Mm -hmm. And Just just a single mom who works too hard. She's a single mom who works too hard. Did she go on a date with a psychotic killer? Yes. But she She still deserves to have her phone called back. I know. But Scott you know, here's her crying in her car. And Styles gives us the Scott McCall thesis statement. 
Scott, you can't protect everyone. I have to. Mm-hmm. Scotty. Super unhealthy. Like if one of my kiddos, like if I was working at my high school and I had like a 15, 16 year old who wasn't super doing well in classes and came to my office and was like, I have to protect everyone like pumpkin patch. Beloved angel child. This feels like a lot of responsibility that you are taking on here. It really is for a 16 year old. And like, I get it. Who just went through second puberty. He really did. And is still not great at the whole control thing. He's working on it. Like, I just, I want to wrap him up in a little blankie and be like, friend, Mm -hmm. this is an unhealthy level of responsibility that you have given yourself. And I understand that you think it's your fault. And it's not. He tries so hard. He tries so hard. Also, this is a real cute episode for him for the most part. And so we're going to, we're going to get there. It's going to be precious. I'm very excited for 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 Scott's antics later this episode. What's not precious is that we have to return back to Kate and Derek. Oh, and then it gets hit with a thing that I never noticed before. Did you spot it? I don't know. I spent a lot of this like side eyeing like, oh, oh, oh. So in like the very opening of the thing, Kate's like kind of digging through his wallet and she walks up to him and like grabs his face mm-hmm. and goes, look at that sour face. I did. Yeah, I heard the sour face line. I was like, and, don't ruin it. <laughs> and my heart immediately launches back to Sour Wolf and the look that Derek gives Styles. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that this episode was written when that scene was shot. Mm. But I am saying that as a whole unit, you can drag some pieces back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I am upset. It's unnecessary. It's it's rude. I'm upset. Yeah. And then Derek shows me one of my favorite things about his character, that he is also unbelievably snarky when in crisis. Yes. His um, defense mechanism is backtalk. Yeah, that is 100% his defense mechanism. He's got a bunch of sisters. He does. He did. You're going to torture me? You're just going to talk me to death? Like, oof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'm, and then basically what I have in the tags is all cap sexual assault, sexual assault, sexual assault, Kate Argent, no ma'am. Yes. Yeah. I, so Kate proceeds to do some pretty unseemly and un no bad touch things to Derek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Nope. Nope. No bueno. Mm-mm. No bueno. Also it would have been so much worse on a Game of Thrones type show. Oh God. Yeah. And it's it's not like I forgot that she was going to do what she was going to do, but I did, like, block it. I was like, oh, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, I knew it was coming, and yet. hmm Yeah. <sighs> I do love that he's so, like, taciturn, and I'm assuming the actual torture is not worse for him than being near her, so he's pretty good at keeping his mouth shut. Yeah. But, like, the guilt yeah. that he's got is so palpable. Yeah. And we'll touch on that later. Yeah, and here she is blaming him for the death of his family that she caused. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure how she movie logics out that Scott is the other beta. She did some little mental gymnastics to get there, but, you know, we did have to move the scene forward or we would have been there all day. We did. It comes later. It comes later. We'll come back to it. Yeah, like... She figures it out so we can gather on to the next stages of the episode, which is Scott stalking Allison outside of her window while she sleeps and then falling off the roof and he falls asleep. With the single-minded determination of a 16-year-old boy. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Really appreciate your dedication, sir. Yeah, I was like, well, that was kind of adorable. That was adorable. (laughs) Poor thing. It does, it lends credence to the fact that he is failing two classes, yeah. which is why Coach tells Scott that he cannot attend the winter formal. Yes. Womp womp. I mean, it's not like he was prepared for it anyway. He didn't have, he didn't have an outfit. No. But Scott begs basically Jackson to take Allison to the formal. And mm-hmm. Styles does like a, you should always listen to me forever. And I wrote down, for the sake of your wolvelyhood, <laughs> which I thought was adorable. <laughs> I wrote down, yay, plot memory, because they call back to the fact that Jackson and Allison actually spent a bunch of time together and were friends for a hot minute. They did. I was like, yes, they remembered what they did. Yeah, I'm reading a fic right now where Jackson, Allison, and Lydia are together. 
And I'm sitting here going like, yeah, that's a definitely, that's like a season one, season mm-hmm. two kind of, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, heck yeah, I'm there. But it's not yeah. out of the realm. Not out of the realm. But here we get definitely some like Jackson Scott styles um, all being together. It's like, you know, he saved your life. He's like, you know, I don't care. Goobers. And then, of course, because Scott's nice way didn't work, he decides that it's time to physically attack Jackson. Yeah, why not? For funsies. I think this is the first time he's ever had fun with his powers, which he'll do a little bit later in the series. Mm-hmm. And Styles is just such a good friend. Scott and Styles are such good friends. It's pretty great. Yeah. Politely obsessed. <laughs> well, I mean, we are recording this podcast, so I imagine there's some polite obsession happening here in the first place. Deep sigh. Speaking of polite obsessions, let's talk about today's sponsor, Macy's. <laughs> Wait, are you even allowed to say that? I have absolutely no idea. But this definitely feels, this next scene feels like a Macy's product placement. It did. Um, You know, and in 2023, there are still Macy's. Yeah, it's true. Hey, good for them. Good for them. Yeah, back when people used to pay full price for prom dresses, good for them. Yeah, and actually go on and go into stores and try them on and not just buy a bunch and then send them back. (sighs) I did that once. I spent just under $100 on a prom dress. And then I proceeded to buy my next three years worth of prom dresses at Ross. Nice. And paid $15 for them. And they it was fabulous. And nobody else had my dress like they did my freshman year. Right. Because they would be last season. Yeah. Or last two season seasons. Or were, yeah. yeah. Forever ago. Yeah. It was awesome. I didn't go to school dances because ugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here's my big question that I haven't quite yes. figured out yet. So... Lydia is offering to buy Allison's dress as an apology for Al- for kissing Scott. Yes. And Allison's like, I'm going to ask you for more and basically says, I want you to go to the winter formal with Styles. Why? The plot, I think. For reasons? I think it's to keep Styles in the scene because otherwise he would just be there dancing by himself. Well, he doesn't really play any other part in the scene. Like, because Lydia whisks him away and it's Scott that calls Allison's car. But he does get the chance to tell her that he has a crush on her and that he thinks she's smart. No, that's that's later. That's in the formal. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is like the taking style. Oh, why is he even there at the Macy's? Yeah. Like, why? Oh, why, does, why is he even there Allison at the Macy's? doesn't know oh. about Styles' crush on Lydia. Oh, why is he even there at the Macy's? Because I imagine he's there with Scott. Or like Yeah. Like the way I imagine it going is that Oh, I imagine maybe they're just following the girls around to try to protect them from Peter the entire time. I yeah. I don't Maybe like but I have to I'm trying to think like why would Allison want Lydia to go to the formal with styles? And I my only guess here is this is an Aunt Kate ploy. Mm. That it's like we've got a split people apart and keep eyes on everybody i don't i don't know i don't understand but like allison at to this point doesn't really know styles enough they Mm -hmm. haven't talked about this at least not on screen yeah no that's good i thought you were asking why he was at the dance like so the actor could be in the shot no not why why he was why is he at macy's to carry lydia's dresses Listen, no, the it, man the man likes to shop. It's definitely just so he can drop the line. Is this a 24-hour Macy's? I think you're right. <laughs> that line is incredible. It's an iconic. You know, a 24-hour Macy's is, I think, the setting of a horror movie. Correct. Yeah. And so Lydia has whisked herself away to try on prom dresses with styles in tow. And Allison's looking at prom dresses and up comes Uncle Peter. To tell Allison that this isn't your color. <laughs> that man. I, what? Okay, I was also waiting for a fucking security guard to be like, ma'am, this is the girls' section. Yeah. Get out. I uh, So many questions. Like, they're so close to a dressing room. Like, ma'am, sir, you cannot be this close to 16-year-old girls at the Macy's. <laughs> like, leave. Blah. He's like talking about her skin tone. Like, blah, yeah. you can like drink her blood. Stop it. And like the part that I think I like blocked out, I'm pretty sure she buys the dress he gives her. And yes, I think she does. I'm pretty sure that's the dress she picks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotta give it to him. It's a cute dress. She looks great. 
for someone who's been in a coma for however many years, he's got taste. Uh, yeah, I, yes. I, I don't understand. I have so many questions. I think that's like every once in a while you can tell that a man has written something where you're like, no, <laughs> stop it. It's fucking creepy. So from one fucking creepy villain to another, we go back to the dungeon. Yay, the dungeon. And along with, you know, torture, etc., Kate figures out that Derek never told anyone, including Laura, about Kate and the truth about the fire. Mm-hmm. So Kate kind of wiggles it out of him that he's been carrying this all alone. And massive, massive props to the performer, Tyler Hecklin. Derek is trying so hard not to cry. I know. Like, you see that, like, if you've ever seen somebody, like, try to hold tears back, it is physically painful. Derek is trying so hard not to cry. Yeah. And I'm all caps in my notes, baby boy, you do not deserve this. Is he a grown man? Like, that's, he's a fictional character and he doesn't deserve this. (laughs) He does not. My firstborn son does not deserve this. And so Kate says something. It's like, oh, it's like history repeating itself because you're going to be responsible for the deaths of all your friends again. How fun. Yeah, like deaths of his pack all over again. And then she starts like, ooh, it's history repeating. I think sometimes when she's talking, I'm just like, shh, no talking. And then her lines just go by my brain like, no. Yeah. So it's like, it's not Jackson who sues the second beta because he's not in love with Allison. Not like Scott. So she's putting a lot of credence in the fact that her beloved niece has also seduced a werewolf to Mm -hmm. destroy him, even though that wasn't quite how it worked out. But she's not wrong. Yeah, not wrong. And Scott's looking to sneak into the dance because, you know, Allison. (laughs) Because so much of this is because Allison. Because Allison. Because Scott likes Allison and he's 16 years old and he just... He loves a pretty girl and just wants to see her happy. Like, mm-hmm. And Melissa just freaking out a little bit. Like, how did you afford this? And sees that his duct tape, his like his suit mm-hmm. jacket's like duct taped together. It's like, oh, that's how. Yep. Hey, that's problem solving. Dude. And then she has to sew up the seam of his pants. It's like, yep. oh, baby. He's trying. He's trying so hard. And Mama comes in and just swoops in. It's like, this is the problem I can solve. Yep. She can't solve the Alice and girls problem. No. But can't solve can the Peter problem. Yeah. She can sew his pants back together. Thanks, moms. And gives him an incredibly cute little monologue about, you know, women love words. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very soft and sweet. It is. I like to like learn how to say it and then learn how to say it better. Yeah. And write it in a poem, attach it to some flowers, carve it in a tree. Not a tweet. <laughs> Not a tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Not a hashtag. Not a hashtag. But we finally made it. We've made it to the formal informality. Yay! Title of the episode. Check. So Jackson pulls up in his Porsche. Which is still working after uh, Chris Argent, you know, took the little thingy out of it. Yeah. And Allison is looking incredible. Yes. With that classic side pony, that extra chunky necklace, and that little- I grow down the chunky necklace. Her little bolero. Oh my god, what a cutie. god. And Jackson drinking shitty alcohol in his car. Yeah. (laughs) And Styles pulling up with Lydia in the Jeep, and I'm just having a lot of really soft feelings. All the babies. Yeah. I also love that Allison sees Scott sneaking into school on the roof, but no one else does. And she thinks it's adorable because she like giggles at it. Yeah. She's like, all right. And here we have Jackson Whittemore, sponsored by Hugo Boss. <laughs> hey, man looks good. He does. Man looks good. And Lydia gives her, like, first kind of, like, sneak attack of being grounded and brilliant as she has her, like, monologue about, I will not feel, I will not fall prey. Yeah. At least she's self-aware to know that what <laughs> what her deal is. Yeah. And she's self-aware enough to know that, like, those words coming from Jackson and those words coming from Styles are almost two different words. Yes. Like, she knows the difference between them and the way that they're saying it and the way that everything is happening. Yeah. Season one, Stidia. Here's our, our really good first solid S- Styles and Lydia episode. 
Oh my god, these two are real precious, and they're bond I don't is real special. Dislike oh. Stidia? No, I'm just so steric that it's like it's like clay goggles. It's like, yeah, yeah, you're cute, you're cute. Where's the steric? Yeah, I have solved this problem in my own life. Yes, you do both. You know, they they can all just hold hands in a big circle. Mm, got it, got it. Styles and Lydia, Lydia and Derek, Derek and Styles, Styles and Lydia and Derek. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's how I just solved the problem. I mean, in my own life, everyone has their own, their own tastes and dislikes. But like, I'm trying really hard to take, or at least to loosen my steric goggles a little, mm-hmm. a little bit. I'm trying. But this early season one Stidia, especially in this episode, is so sweet. Mm-hmm. Like, is Style still a little shit? Of course he is. Naturally. Is he a little inappropriate? Of course he is. Yeah, I don't like anything that borders on stalking. No, really don't like the the language he uses when he gets forceful with Lydia. Mm-hmm. But for being 16 and for like, sh- the kid shooting a shot is kind of what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. And like, all things considered, he lays it out on the field and there's more good than bad. Yeah. Well, and I do like, at least in this scene when he's talking, he's talking about his crush that he's had on her. He follows it with her intelligence yeah in a way that's saying at least in this scene not i've had a crush on you so you have to come and dance with me it's i know you're smart and i know you hide it from people because people like jackson and you're gonna go out into the world and you're gonna fucking crush it let's just enjoy tonight yeah which is so much healthier than i've had a crush on you and you owe me a dance yeah so Yay. <laughs> He'll win a Nobel Prize in mathematics. And mm-hmm. he says that and that she looks down and she smiles in a very West Wing moment. Mm-hmm. Put your head down, close, like look to the side and smile. And you can tell that that's, I think that's one of like the, the sweetest, softest faces we've seen from her all season, that she believes that he believes in her. Mm-hmm. She believes yeah. it. And it's, you know, the Fields Medal. The mm-hmm. Fields Medal is the one I'll be winning. Yeah. And she takes his arm and it's just like this. I, <sighs> definitely you have to kind of put your goggles on a little bit, but it is incredibly cute. And knowing how the two of them develop over the next like six or seven or whatever seasons and the ways that their relationship grows and changes as they grow and change mm-hmm. is just so wonderful. I think for me, one of my caveats that's always out in the world is like, I would just love some more male female friendships. Yes. Just. Because they're underrepresented, which I know other people are like, but relationships are so cute. Like, yeah, I get that. But also, let's have some healthy male-female friendships represented on screen because those are also awesome. Not like exes to cool. Not like exes to friends. Mm -hmm. But like friends. Yeah, like some ride or dies. Especially in season two, we get so close. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about it more when we get there. Dear listeners, beloved listeners, when we get to season two, put your Styles and Allison hats on mm. and just like look at all the potential that they laid out yeah. for that friendship to blossom. Yeah. And that's one of the things that we end up kind of like not paying attention to all that much, but makes further stories so much more impactful. Mm-hmm. Like Allison and Styles clearly have a relationship because Allison and Scott and Styles and Scott also clearly have relationships of some kind. So it's yeah. not like your girlfriend and your best friend don't get along. Like, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. They're also friends. But yes, speaking of all the nice people who should be at the dance, we have to talk about the two people that aren't supposed to be at the dance. And the first one for reasons passing understanding is Peter Hale just hanging out in his leather trench coat in the middle of the dance floor. Mm-hmm. Good job, Uncle Peter. Good Looking job. So weird. <laughs> so like, weird. It's so weird. That um, is not the hail leathers that we're looking for. No. No, absolutely not. And the second one is, of course, our good buddy Scott Bacall, who is not supposed to be there and is caught by coach. Mm-hmm. So Scott does. Very quickly, too. Yeah, he does. And Scott does. He, Coach is a great chaperone. He is. Coach is a great chaperone. We love this for him. 
But Scott does what any reasonable kid who got caught doing something he shouldn't have been doing does. He lies Um, about it. And (laughs) he goes to a bro. Yep. His bro bro. His bestie bro that isn't Styles. And snuggles on up to Danny. Who's just like, all right. He's like, hey, bud. Just chill. Hanging out, doing whatever. Doing some dancing. Yeah. Love it. So good. I just like that Danny's so easily like, yeah, okay, we're gonna, I'll, I'll live this lie with you. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. And, and like, Coach is like, uh, 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 and Scott just like snuggles closer to yeah. Danny and Danny's like, whatever. Yeah. Can't be homophobic, can you? Yeah, nope. Maybe, uh, uh, uh. And then, of course, the unsung hero of this episode after Scott leaves is Danny's date, yeah. who walks back up to him and is like, shruggy emoji? And Danny's yeah. like, shruggy emoji. She's like, that's that's Scott for you. Hey, bud. Don't worry about it. So funny. But we do have the problem of uh, Chris Argent. And a drunk Jackson. And a really drunken Jackson. Wow, that boy is smashed. Yeah, he's having a rough week. He's having a really rough week. He and like a out. rough couple months, too, with the claws and the and the everything. Yeah, he's having a real rough couple weeks. He's wandered off from the dance. And I always forget that there's like woods right outside the school for some reason. Because I'm like... Why are there glowing red eyes in the woods? Oh, right, because there's woods right outside the school. That's safe. So he's like, oh, hey, those are the scary red eyes I've been looking for. And yeah. he goes to find them. He goes quickly towards the danger. <laughs> danger, danger. Yeah. And, and just and- is immediately like crying at the eyes like, I want to be one of you. <laughs> but it's uh, it's not a werewolf. It's Chris Argent with a rifle and scope. Really, I'm really impressed how Daddy and the other hunter that was with them are able to blink their scopes at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, they, they've got like a metronome back there, like, blink, 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 blink. Blink, blink. <laughs> they've been great. practicing that at home. Like, they've okay. got to look like eyes. <laughs> Fucking weirdos. So Lydia's dancing with Styles and during like a slow song. And she, I, you got to love, though, how physically comfortable she is with styles yeah like if someone had come up to me and been like hey i have had a crush on you since the third grade and you know i think you're really smart and like whatever i'd be like um cool okay Mm -hmm. bye Mm -hmm. but she has like all of her arms wrapped around him and is like kind of like clinging to him while she's looking for jackson Mm -hmm. which is very soft but styles kind of notices it it's like you're gonna go look for jackson and she's like yeah and he isn't mean about it mm-hmm. he doesn't have one of those big like you're gonna go looking for your ex he doesn't have one of those moments he's just like yeah okay he knows where he stands he knows where he stands and in here we have our our famous glee quote from principal figgins achievement <laughs> achievement <laughs> love it so much that would be a fun principal to put into Beacon Hills High School. Oh, God. Principal Figgins. I feel like Figgins would immediately get killed. Yeah, he would try to, like, interfere with one of the spooky things that were happening and just yeah. immediately get, like, blasted back by something. Yeah, I don't think he's got the, the chutzpah to, to make it. But still, he's in our hearts as we enjoy this moment. So, yeah. Lydia's looking for Jackson. Styles is kind of, like, following her a little bit, but not going with her. Jackson is now with Chris and the Hunters, and Scott and Allison are just being really cute. Mm -hmm. They're being really cute. I love them so much. Season one, Scott and Allison makes me just melt in my little heart place. I'm very weak for season one, Scott and Allison. Which is a shame. Shush. But we have a couple of full circle moments here. Scott says that he loves Allison's smile. And Allison gets this like recognition on her face. It's like, oh, Lydia was right. He was falling in love with my smile. Oh. <laughs> oh. And Scott drops the L word. The love level four. Because I love you. And mm-hmm. my heart just goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, his mama told him to use his words. Use your words. So these two have a lot of very soft, wonderful moments, and they're just precious and adorable, and I love them, which we immediately kind of counterbalance with 
Jackson arm in arm with the hunters. Like, ha 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 Yeah. This very lovely moment is completely ruined by Jackson making uh, deals with the devil out in the woods. You promise you won't hurt him? Of course. He's just a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, sure. <laughs> so Jackson comes back inside and Styles is kind of like wandering around because like Lydia's not there and they're having kind of yes, weird- Yes, because Lydia has gone to find Jackson. Lydia's gone to find Jackson and now Lydia's out there alone. So Styles is like kind of sort of trying to be like, not supportive, but like not accusatory. Mm-hmm. just as he will be <laughs> later on but styles is like he knows that jackson's fucked something up he's like what's going on like what happened and jackson's not taking it well Mm-mm. and then lydia just ends up on the lacrosse field i guess she was like jackson lacrosse jackson lacrosse jackson, I, lacrosse, I question mark? lacrosse jackson lacrosse La- La- ja- jacks jackson didn't think to call his cell phone didn't <laughs> think to bring a buddy I know. Just walked onto a dark lacrosse field and have all the lights pop on. Doop, doop, mm-hmm. doop, 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 And then sees a shadowy figure coming up in a billowing leather jacket that Jackson was not wearing. Mm-hmm. And who are we greeted with? Peter Hale. Uncle Peter. And then from the other side, Styles comes running as Later. Peter approaches, Later. fangs Later. out. Yeah. And so Peter... We don't know if he bites Lydia or if he, like, attacks her. It seems like he must have just, like, knocked her out. But, like, Lydia is now compl- – She her dress is covered in blood and Peter's got blood dripping from his jaw. Mm-hmm. And so I think the – He brought, indica- like, a blood pack, you know, like one of those movie blood packs to make it look like he bit her to scare everyone. Pop. So, like, I think what we're supposed to assume is that Peter bit Lydia like he mm-hmm. bit Scott. And yep. Styles is not thrilled. And Peter is like, just tell me where Derek is. And it's mm-hmm. in this moment where whether it is conscious or subconscious, that Styles has to pick between Derek and Lydia. Mm-hmm. And my little heart had a lot of feelings about that. That's a tough choice, man. It's a tough choice. But let us, of course, not forget our beloved comrades, the Steeder Shippers. Because, boy, does this scene have a lot of weird tension between Styles and Peter that nobody asked for, but mm-hmm. no one's really mad about. Uh, you know, sometimes two actors just got chemistry. Sometimes they've just got chemistry. And Styles is being just so brave in the face of straight up murder. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, like, he knows that Peter killed Laura. He knows that he's got power over Derek. He knows he bit Scott. He knows he's, you know, got Lydia. And he can't leave. He's like, I gotta, I gotta stand up. Mm-hmm. Go Styles, but do Peter, it, Styles. But Peter believes that Styles knows where Derek is mm-hmm. for reasons. It's like, oh come on, you can figure it out because you're the clever one. He is though, because Styles is the clever one. So we, fi- so Styles figures out that he believes, or he tells Peter that he believes that Derek knew he was going to get taken. So in that altercation with Scott and Jackson in the Hale house, he took Scott's phone, which is why mm-hmm. Scott can't find it and why we made a big show of it earlier in the episode. I feel like Scott's phone is the real MVP. True facts. There's a lot happening with Scott's phone There's in every a episode. Happening. A lot of plot has been moved forward because of Scott's phone. Yeah, yeah. It's always something with Scott's goddamn phone. It's always something with Scott's phone or texts being sent from it. Mm-hmm. Or yep, yep. People calling it at the right time. Uh-huh. Yeah, huh. So, you know, Styles says that Derek most likely took Scott's phone because he knew he was going to get caught. And so if it's still got power and it's still on, mm-hmm. you can find him. You can track the GPS that way. Track the GPS. In 2011, sure. Yeah, probably. You just had to do it through the cops as opposed to the like, yeah. find my iPhone. I was going to say, find my flip phone? <laughs> find my BlackBerry. Did BlackBerry yeah. have a function like that? I, I never had a BlackBerry. It wasn't that cool now i kind of want one though i kind of i miss the buttons i miss i'm starting to miss buttons i miss the one that i had for a long time in college it was a purple rectangular brick that slid both up and out oh shit so like it slid up if you wanted to like put regular phone call numbers and call somebody yeah yeah it also slid up and had a keyboard huh 
Nice. And it was it was weird and purple, and I loved it. I also had one of the like the cho- I think it was like a chocolate was what it was called. Oh um, yeah yeah yeah. And it slid up, and it was pink. It was my favorite. It was so cute. It was amazing. I miss that phone. Yeah yeah so yeah. Much. I mean, I I definitely had a molar a Motorola razor. Nice. See, I missed the razor. Yeah, I had a razor. It doesn't look the same as they do now. They're like too fancy now. Right. I like the razor. I also had one that you you could change out the faceplate. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was fun. Oh yeah, that was my first your, phone. It was like your credit card and your ID card. Oh and- no 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 no! You just clicked a new colored faceplate on. <laughs> that was all it did. So See, you could have, have like a pink faceplate. I, I had the brick that you could then put the like the plastic cage on. Mm. And then you could pop the back off, or like your battery case where you like slid the back off your phone and put like your cash. In nice. There. Oh, sweet. <laughs> it was amazing. I love that. I love those. Yeah. That great. No, because like now I would love. So I was talking, who was I talking to yesterday? What I want now is the old iPod where it had buttons and the clicky wheel. Oh, the clicky so wheel. So that you didn't have to look at the phone to know what song like that you were forwarding to a new song you could just hear it or feel it yeah because now i have to like look at my phone and go to spotify or whatever the spotify you could go to spotify and you have to like look and make sure you're pressing the button before you could just reach into your pocket and go and click to a new song i miss that shit i miss tactile buttons i desperately do my car has a touch screen it's kind of a little no. one but it's still a touch screen no just let me have a no. button i just want a button i just want a button like like i know the first thing that's gonna break in my car is that screen yeah you know that's gonna be the first thing to go just let 100%. me my old you know my little car from before nothing ever broke in that thing it never broke ever anyway sorry <sighs> scott's phones actually only break when another werewolf throws them against walls or like crunches them in their hands and you know you probably could have put that thing back together probably. when Derek threw it against the wall in the parking lot i bet oh, he could have just pieced it back together yeah that's fine that back together <laughs> i gotta put my phone in like a durable cage to make sure it doesn't crack yeah i put a, a sticker made of glass on top mm-hmm. of a regular glass the glass <laughs> Yeah, it's got glass on glass, and then I got to put another cover on it so that the camera doesn't touch the ground if it ever falls. Like the dumbest thing we've ever done. Ugh, spend a thousand dollars on it, like fucking kill me. So while we all yearn for phones <laughs> like Scott McCall, Allison. Oh my god, the branding, the Teen Wolf phone, yes. indestructible, indestructible. The Scott phone. Anyway. <laughs> So sorry, TM, the Scott McCall phone. Don't take it. So Allison is deciding to take matters into her own hands because she finally has a cute boy and her parents aren't around and she's ready to cause some, you know, trouble to cause some trouble. So she drags Scott back to the school buses and he's like, uh, uh, uh. They like making out at school buses. They really do. And he's like, yeah, I've got some weird uh, memories of this place. That place where he accidentally dream murdered her. Rip. But the two of them are so freaking precious and Allison's kissing the glass and oh my god, it's so cute. And then as Scott's like, well, I might as well just, you know, here we go. These big cars decide to pull up. Mm-hmm. Big cars. And Allison's stuck in the bus in the middle. And these two- Again, like, stuck in the bus again. Stuck in the bus again with that like big like hand over, hand over mouth like, oh, shock mm-hmm. face. But like an actual shock face, like- Crystal Reed did a great job there mm-hmm. because for two grown adult men who are in very large cars mm-hmm. have decided to not hurt a child to not hurt him. He is a kid yep. and they're going to not hurt him by taking their big cars and going very, 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 very fast yeah. and trying to hit the small child. They're going to smush him. Smush him right together. Kerplow. And Scott, wanting really hard to not become a pancake, decides to jump and lands on the hoods. And while doing so, has triggered his wolf. And so he slowly looks up at Allison with his very excellent prosthetics, with his big ridgy nose and his big eyebrows and his big teeth and his big yellow eyes. His very obviously not fully only human face. And then we cut to To Be Continued. Mm-hmm. So much drama. 
Yeah, that was a lot of an episode. Yeah, it really so now, is. you know, Scott has been revealed to his girlfriend, whose father may have just tried to murder him with a car in front of the school full of students. Lydia may possibly be dead on the lacrosse field and or werewolfed. Dr. Deaton is not just a vet. Clearly, Mama McCall is very sad. Styles is trying to confront a big, scary werewolf alpha. Derek is, I think, still tied up in a basement being hurt. Kate is still pushing buttons, literally. Mm-hmm. Everyone is just really action-oriented right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Really action-oriented. Yep. So who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. Dun-dun. It was a lot. Yeah, is a lot. And everyone else is just inside dancing. Yeah. They're just hanging out. Just vibing. And I would have been at home not doing any of that, so I would have missed it all. I would have definitely been at the dance, but I would have been happier had they played more, like, hopping, hippin', whatever songs, and I could just, like, be in the corner and eating snacks. Hippity hopping songs. (laughs) Hippity hopping. And because your girl was not not a popular kiddo. Mm, No, neither. I'm not a popular adult either, but I'm doing better. <laughs> no, populars for other people. Yeah, well, it's like any party. You know, you get really excited to go and then you're there and you're like, ooh, not sure if I should have been this excited to be here. Oh, see, I'm never excited to go to a party. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, no. I that's fair. I don't want to go to this. But yes, this is the penultimate season one episode. Ooh. Yep. We got one more to go. Who knows what's going to happen? How Who many knows? plot lines do you think that they're going to actually wrap up at the end of season? Zero. <laughs> Absolutely zero. How many plot lines will they carry over? That Three. Start? No, how many will they start at the end of season one and actually continue all the way through to the start of season two? Two. <laughs> That's always my favorite thing is like, we're just going to solve all these problems. Have some new problems. Then they get to yeah. season, the next season. It's like, we forgot about all those problems. Like, I didn't. Yeah, like, I still think about them. They're still real to me. They're still real to me. <sighs> well, we've reached that time in our show after the recap where we shout out to our very lovely GIF and content creators and if you are looking for a particular scene from a particular episode, you want to tune into this segment and probably it's accompanying gift sets for this is the episode you're looking for. This episode has a lot of really big hitters. So get ready. If you are looking for that shot of Allison in the rain in the car, if you're looking for any of Kate's monologues on don't get ethical on me now and everything's a joke to me, more like specific Allison Kate, some really nice like profile shots gorgeous amazing uncle peter just everywhere very early on scott and deaton super cute do 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 styles is could you at least think about letting him die for me scott and styles scott you can't protect everyone i have to anything really with derek and kate in this particular torture scene is gonna happen in this episode so here you go really adorable underutilized scott and allison moments pretty cute more scott styles jackson jackson kind of getting thrown up against the door if you want to use that for like a spooky thing or a sexy thing it's very forceful i don't know if it would be sexy that's true styles and lydia in the macy's which is surprisingly cute uh allison and lydia in the macy's Really sweet Scott and Melissa moments of him of her like sewing the pants back together. Allison and Jackson, everything, everything with Scott or with Scott and Allison at formality, and with Styles and Lydia at formality. Any of those things are gonna be in formality, but the dress, but the dress dance episode is here. The Fields Medal speech, more of the red eyes, a lot of really good like kind of horror shots. So Jackson in the forest. And Scott's Because I Love You is here. Lydia and Peter and Styles on the lacrosse field. So Lydia getting getting bit and her like falling in the in the bloody dress and Peter and Styles with like the blood that's here. And then Allison in the school bus with her like hands over her mouth and that like big scared like oh moment. 
and then Scott like being kind of like creeped and creepy, like looking up at her. There's a lot of really good content in this episode. Yep. So that was the the 50 cent recap. But if you're looking for any of those pieces to put in any of your stuff, this is the episode you're looking for. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> I expect to see many, many gifts. If you could gif anything from this episode, what would it be? Hmm. Mm, I always gravitate to Styles because I think his face is so interesting. But there's not a ton of Styles in this episode. Uh-uh. So I actually kind of, I really like the standoff between Peter and Deaton. Nice, nice. So I don't know what I would do with it. But like, I don't know. Yeah, the Something standoff with Peter and Deaton would be a, would be a great one. I would probably do one of just all of the kids that are having fun at the dance. Mm, mm-hmm. So like. Think of all those kids who are just like, they have no idea what's going on in their town. They're just yeah. like doing their homework. <laughs> just living life. Just like Danny and Scott and Danny and his date and Allison and Lydia and Scott and Styles and Lydia's cute smile and Styles is like fist pump and the, mm-hmm. because I love you. Just, there's like a lot of really cute soft things that happen tonight. Yeah. There's a lot of horror stuff that happens tonight, but there's some really cute stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Gotta, gotta temper it with the, with the fun stuff. Yeah, we can do both. We can do both. Contain multitudes. <laughs> That's the one. Multitudes. Or like, I don't know, when Scott is telling Jackson to take Allison to the Winter Formal and he's like, you're her friend too. And then do like a flash, like four gifts below it of the times with Scott and or um, Jackson and Allison hanging out. Oh, that would be cute. Because I like them as bros. Yeah, that would be really cute. Because they were they were good bros. Did Jackson just bros. do it to get a hold of the book? A little bit. Did he fail? A little bit. Yes, but that doesn't mean they can't continue to be bros. Yeah, but they can still be bros. Yeah. Everyone's forgiven each other. Everyone's paid off of their debts. Mm-hmm. We're good. Be bros. Just, you know, be, be friends. Everybody be friends. Everybody just be happy and alive. That's all we really ask of you. It's cool. We got this. It's only season one. Everyone is alive. <laughs> Don't remind me. It's only <laughs> season one. Wow. Everything's still fine. It's fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. <sighs> well, we got one more episode to go in this first season of Pack Dynamics. Kind of and exciting. Shockingly, at least to me, our siblings in SAG-AFTRA are still on strike because the AMPTP <sighs> won't come back to the table. As of the recording of this episode in late October. So yeah. we are crossing our fingers. I'm really proud of the WGA and the work that they were able to do. But like, you know, this is this will at the rate we're going, this will come out long after the strikes <laughs> yeah. are settled. Um, but I'm just really, really hoping that everyone is doing their best work and that everyone is staying focused on the greater goals. And we're really proud of you. And I just know that know that we're not mad. We really support you and we really want oh, yeah. you to, to be okay and to get the things that you deserve. And I really hope that the AMPTP comes back to the table and, you know, decides to not replace background actors with AI because that's a not a cute thing to do. No, it's garbage. That's not cute. Not cute. Not cute. Support your unions because it's why the rest of us don't have to work seven days a week for 16 hours and why children don't have to work in sweatshops, at least here. Yeah. Except in some of y'all states, where you seem to be dismantling those protections. So, work on that. On that fun note, <laughs> we will be back for the season finale of season one of Teen Wolf, where I'm sure more banana crazy things are going to happen because we've seen the episode already and many banana years crazy ago. Stuff happens, and lots of fun stuff happens, and then then we'll hit up season two. And continue on this wild and crazy journey. I don't know. I'm having fun. And I hope that people listening are having fun. Are you having fun? Are you? Are you having fun? (laughs) (laughs) They can't talk back. That's probably the good thing. So thank you for listening. You can support this wee little podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast. And on Patreon at patreon.com slash fandom on the rocks. And, you know, leave some comments. Let us know what you think. And... How your ships are shipping. And why you think that Lydia, that Allison made Lydia go to the formal with Styles? I'm desperate yeah. to hear your thoughts. What was he doing at the Macy's? Just 
hanging was i don't know yeah we gotta unwind that wind because i don't understand what happened there oh you've been listening to pack dynamics a fandom on the rocks podcast for more episodes subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcast you can follow us online at fandom on the rocks if you'd like to support the podcast, you can subscribe to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash fandom on the rocks. Subscribers get access to ad-free content, exclusive bonus episodes, deep diving into fandom, and more. So until next time, keep your pack close. <laughs>